If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. I'm really pleased to be back with you and rolling on towards 2018. doesn't seem any time at all since I was sitting in front of this same microphone a year ago talking about the end of 2016, moving into 2017 and what we were planning on doing and I think we were heading in for the second uh, second vacation rental success summit and uh, and here we are looking at the third VRSS in May of 2018 which will be in San Antonio and you are going to be hearing more about that as time goes on. Uh, I'm so excited about it, just excited about um, San Antonio because it's one of my favorite, favorite places. And if you haven't been there, uh, for definite, you need to go and and spend spend some time. Come to the come to this summit and then do some sightseeing. Uh, you'll be able to do sightseeing, in fact, while you're there because we're at the Westin Riverwalk. It's right in the center of all San Antonio's action. Just a short walk from the Alamo you're going to have a ball. We're all going to have a ball. So if you haven't bought your tickets yet, um, email me. You can email me at heathercottageblogger.com for a discount. We'll get you sorted out with a ticket for the San Antonio Vacation Rental Success Summit. So at this time of year, I'm always looking forward, as as you can tell, to to what's going to happen over the next year. And I try not to wish my time away, but it's uh, it's tough because my calendar's already really filling up. I'm going to actually heading down to Florida again in about five weeks' time uh, to spend the month of February in a place called Carabel Beach. Uh, for those of you on the Florida Panhandle, you'll know where that is. It's one of the reasons I love it so much, because it's, it's so quiet down there. There's no high-rises, there's absolutely nothing to do, and it's gorgeous. And yeah, lots of vacation rentals down there. For for those of you listening who are on St. George Island, um, I'll be coming out to do a, a little bit of exploring along there. We'll drive down to the state park uh, at the end of the island. And uh, if the Blue Parrot is open, then we'll be stopping for lunch as well. And, and we'll spend a little bit of time in Apalachicola because I just love that place. So that's my month of February. And then we'll be coming back right at the beginning of March. I think we get back on Wednesday, the 27th, 28th, 27th, 27th of March. And I'm flying out to Paris on the Friday of that week for the European VRMA conference. So that's exciting too. So hopefully any, anybody who's listening, who's going to that conference, get in touch with me and we'll, uh, we'll arrange to, to catch up and get a coffee or lunch or something while, while I'm there. Uh, then I come back and it's, uh, as we get into April, it's the time of our, what we call them our trade shows, um, cottage shows. And these are the big exhibitions 
that are put on for second homeowners, for the people who own the wonderful opportunity of owning a, a lakefront cottage home in Ontario. And because there's so many of them, they put on a massive exhibition that goes over four days this year. And you can go to this, this show and buy anything from a deck to a dock to a portable toilet to a boat. All the boats, uh, all the marinas are there selling their wonderful boats. And then you can also buy a kayak or a paddleboard and the life jackets, um, just about everything, anything and everything you could possibly think of that would go into a vacation cottage you will find at, uh, at the Cottage Show. And there's one in Toronto at the beginning of April, and then we're doing one in Ottawa about two weeks after that. Then in May, of course, it's uh, VRSS. Hope to see you there. And then we move into our busy season, our July, June, July, and August, which is the busiest for our property management company, which is when I go sort of quiet because I get totally focused on that. And then as we get through to September, October, I start thinking about my fall road trip again. Um, we've already booked back into the state park in Gulf Shores for the month of November. And then, of course, I'll be back here talking to you about the end of 2018 and going into 2019. <laughs> so as you can see, I've, I seem to have wished my entire year away, but that, that's not the case. I, I very much live in the now. I, I enjoy being in the present, but there's times you just do have to put things down on your calendar. Oh, I did miss one, and that's um, the National VRMA Conference in at the end of October, which is in Las Vegas. And and I'm, yeah, I'm thinking about that because Las Vegas is not my favorite place, and it could be the first time ever actually that the location of a VRMA conference is just. It's just turned me so cold that I probably will not go to that one. Um, I'm sure they'll... they'll why they chose Las Vegas, I, I don't know. But I, I, I'm guessing there's a lot of people out there who, who would find that a fun venue. You know, now I'm thinking about 2018. Today I'm going to be talking about the seven important activities that I'm going to be doing in 2018 that's going to be taking my business forward and hopefully yours as well, because these activities that I'm doing are the ones that I recommend that everybody does in the new year. Because there's no doubt, um, being in this business has become much more challenging. It becomes more challenging every year. And while we love the growth that the business has, you know, that's happened to the business, it's brought with it a, a huge increase in competition arising guest expectations, and, and that need to always be on top of technology. So in this episode, I want to share with you what I think we should all be doing in 2018, not only to keep up with all the changes we've seen this year, and they've been coming fast and furious, but also to get ahead of what's to come. Because as sure as apples is apples, this rate of disruption is not going to slow down. And we have to be fully prepared for everything that's going to get slung at us in the new year. So by taking action or deciding and planning on the action we're going to take is such a great start. It means we're not going to get hit halfway through the year with something and we think, oh my gosh, I wish I had done this. So the key is you get started now or certainly get started next week after the festivities are 
dying down a little bit and you start thinking towards the new year, you know, even if you're fully booked, even if you've, you've got your property entirely booked for the, for, for, for the summer, think about all these things that you could do to make it better, to raise your rates, to bring in more repeat business and to ensure that you remain fully booked as you go forward. So here we go. Number one is create more content. You've heard me say this before and I'm going to say it again. So if you just glazed right over, I'm sorry, I'm going to continue with it because to achieve any semblance of independence, we've got to focus on content. It's the one thing that the OTAs can't do. And if we can do something that those guys cannot do, then we are getting ahead of them. Little David is getting some muscle against Goliath. They don't do content because they can't. They, they, they don't have the capacity to deliver the sort of detailed content that we can do. Reason being, you know, travelers, they will always go to the OTAs for accommodation. And you can't deny that. You know, people are going to go to Airbnb. They're going to go to Home Away. They're not going to find your fabulous website unless they're searching for some form of content and you're able to deliver that information to them. Because even though they'll go to the OTAs for accommodation, they're searching elsewhere for information on the location they've chosen. And since they usually decide on the location before they decide on the accommodation, why not drive them to your site with your own massively useful content and making sure that they can't find anything as terrifically useful elsewhere. There was a great article in the Huffington Post recently. In fact, it was a reprint from an article from a, from a year or so, or so ago, but it was really valid, um, valid to reproduce this again because it was about creating content and SEO. And in fact, just um, bear with me a sec. Let me just bring up this title. It's how content marketing plays into SEO and vice versa. I'll put the link to this article in the show notes because it really is uh, worth a read. And, and basically, it talks about, you know, if you've got good content, you've got better search visibility. It's as simple as that. And with better search visibility, you know, that means you. People are going to find you. The article says, if content marketers don't know the basics of SEO, they stand to create content that isn't as, success, as successful as it could be. Now, what they're saying there is that you can create amazing content but if you're not optimizing it, then that means using the right keywords, understanding what keyword phrases you should be using, what title, what, what title to put on your article, and how to format it for your website so that Google is going to see it. And also making sure that you have links within your website that allows the traffic to find that piece of material easily. And, and without any effort. There it is. You've got to create content. So where, where do you find the ideas for this content? So I, I did a presentation at VRMA um, back in October about exactly this topic. I talked about the ease in which you can find the content 
for your website or for creating video or for creating evergreen articles or short blog posts or whatever, the majority of that content comes out of the questions that your guests are asking you. Your guests are asking you, I mean, I know they're asking me at the moment about ice fishing. We're getting a lot of questions about where can we go ice fishing? Um, Where can we rent an ice hut? What sort of equipment do we need if we're going ice fishing? Is there any equipment at the property? And I thought, yeah, what a great topic for an evergreen content for our website. And I'll do a topic on ice fishing uh, one of our owners, in fact, is uh, owns an ice fishing outfit, and uh, and he rents out huts, and people go and they sit in a hut on the ice, and make a hole in the ice and drop a rod in it, and they sit there with their woolly hats and their parkas and their boots and usually a case or two of beer, and they fish in the ice. Quite often they have little little stoves, they keep themselves warm, and no, the ice doesn't melt with a, with a stove. I'm amazed that it doesn't, but you know, when you've got feet and feet of, of ice, it would take a bit of melting. But anyway, I've, we have so many questions about ice fishing, and we're already getting questions about um, summer rentals, and one of the questions is, I've seen this property on a river, is it better to be on a river or on a lake? the answer to that is another piece of content. So you could get going on a bunch of content for 2018 right now just by brainstorming all the questions you've been asked over this past year. Any question that a guest has asked you is is relevant because it means that there are probably many other people out there who are asking that same question on Google. And if they do so, they're going to come across your well-crafted, well-presented response. So just as a bit of a codicil to this, when I'm thinking about, when I'm talking about content, your content can be anything. It's not just articles for your website or content pages for your website. It's blog posts. It's, you know, content can be a, a post on Twitter, a tweet. It can be an Instagram story, although I don't know much about that because I'm not, I'm not that good on Instagram. But content is a sort of catch-all phrase for any information that you can post anywhere online that is going to attract people enough to come back to your website. So one more quote from the Huffington Post article. As more and more content is created each day, the only way to stand out amongst those who create useless content is to focus on creating high-quality, useful content that gives users what they are looking for. So do the research, find out what the users are looking for, and write content for it. That is what's going to drive people to your website and ultimately to book directly with you. Okay, that's enough. I'm not going to say any more about content, but you get the idea. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a content-producing machine in 2018 uh, for, for my own website because I need to get it seen more. I need to make it more powerful in combating our competition. And yeah, I shall be a content machine. So the second activity I'm going to be doing is increasing my Twitter activity. Now, 
I know not everybody is out there using Twitter now. So I'm using Twitter as an example because it could be that you are more proficient with Facebook or Instagram or even Pinterest or LinkedIn. And if, if you're proficient in one of those and stick with it, just do more of it. Now, I'm just going to talk, to talk about Twitter, however, because I just wanted to tell you a story about something that's just happened recently that is directly, it's a direct result of being active on Twitter. So back in the summer, I was contacted by a journalist from the Toronto Star, and the Toronto Star is one of Canada's biggest newspapers. She found me on Twitter, and she wanted to ask me a few questions about cottage rentals. And we spent, must have been 40 minutes or so on the phone, and that was, that was probably May, May-June time. And around mid-July, her article was published in the Star. And that generated a ton of new traffic to our website. Uh, and I'll put a link to that article because it's just been reprinted. And somebody pointed it out the other day, said, did you see that article on the Star's website? So it wasn't reprinted in the paper, but it was on their website uh, and say exactly the same article, but it was on there with a winter spin. It was a, an article on how to save money on a cottage rental. That was the original article. And they've just put a winter spin on it, and, and it's now entitled How to Save Money on a Winter Cottage Rental. And it starts, there's nothing quite as blissful as a trip to cottage country, no matter what time of year. But renting can be pricey, especially during peak times such as summer or winter holidays. Heather Bayer, CEO of the Ontario-based Cottage Link Rental Management, shared some of her top tips on how to get a great deal when renting a cottage this holiday season. In that first paragraph, they have my company name, Ontario-based Cottage Link Rental Management. And the, the traffic that has come from that has been phenomenal. And thank you, Toronto Star, for publishing that again because now we're seeing another spike in traffic and people coming to us talk, you know, wanting to know about winter rentals. Now, why I mentioned this is because I said at the beginning, um, she found me on Twitter. Well, every journalist in the world, I should think, every travel writer is on Twitter. You can almost be guaranteed that they are because that's where they find their news these days. They don't get a scoop anywhere else but on Twitter somebody somebody is is in a location something happens and then seconds later it's out there on Twitter and the journalists are jumping on it so I'm on Twitter and I spend a lot of time on Twitter because I want to get seen by journalists I want them to call me and ask me for my opinion on cottage rental and because I'm out there on Twitter talking about cottage rental non-stop they, they have found me. It's where they hang out. So I subscribe to a media list on Twitter that's got over 485 jur Canadian journalists on it. I do su subscribe to a number of other media lists because that's where you, and you can find all these lists of every journalist's um, Twitter address. You don't need much else other than their Twitter address. If you're going to become an expert in anything, I would suggest you do it in Twitter because it's the best way of attracting journalists' attention. 
how do you find these lists? Well, if if you have your own, if you have a Twitter account, just just go to my Twitter account um, at Cottage Guru. So that's the at sign, and then my Twitter handle is Cottage Guru. C O T T A G E G U R U. When you get there, you'll see all the lists that I'm subscribed to, and then you'll also see member of. And that's where other people have put me me on their lists. Now, you can go through any of those, either of those two lists of lists, and you'll come across some form of media lists in there. When you get there, find a journalist, find a travel writer, and then do exactly the same. Go to their profile check their lists and see what they subscribe to. That way, you will find your way to some really, really valuable travel media lists. You can also Google travel writers on Twitter, and that will bring up, <laughs> that's probably easier. But you know, there's, there's a ton of ways of finding, out, uh, finding what, where these lists are. And uh, once you have done, just subscribe to them and then follow the journalists that you believe are going to be useful to you. And then, you know, get comment. If if they're posting something, then start commenting on their tweets. Start replying. Start retweeting what they're tweeting. And then you become known to them. So that is, that's what I'm going to be doing in 2018, is, uh, is building up my Twitter account my Cottage Guru account, I'm up around six and a half thousand followers and I'm quite happy with that. But my Ontario Vacations account, which is for my property management company, I'm just going, just about to slip over the first thousand. And my goal for 2018 is to take that thousand to two and a half thousand. And maybe more, maybe more. I've increased it by 20 in the last day and a half just by getting active on that one. So, if you've got any questions about Twitter, definitely email me because Twitter's my platform of choice and I think it's probably the best one to be on at at the moment if you want to get noticed by travel writers. For those of you who are in the um, vacation rental formula, I've got a complete course on how to um, create a Twitter account, how to grow it, how to use lists everything. If you haven't gone to the course in the vacation rental formula, then I suggest you uh, you head on over there because um, I wrote, I've written everything that I know about uh, growing a Twitter account in, in that course. And, and if you are not a member of the vacation rental formula, just watch out for some information that's coming in the next few weeks as we'll be relaunching that very, very shortly with some a lot of new uh, content. Okay, number three is make video. Make 2018 the year of making video. Just do it. No excuses because it works. Period. That's it. Do it. Matt Landau talks about it all the time. He has, he really has made his name with video. And there's a lot of other owners that are, are doing the same, the same thing. And it can be as, just as simple as standing in front of your property and just talking to your iPhone. Just 
saying, you know, this is this is here. Look at what's in the background. Doesn't it look great? This is a live shot. You know, I'm standing here in the snow. I'm standing here in the sun. I'm look at the water sparkling, whatever. And or or just go out on location and do a quick video. Nobody cares if you've got makeup on or if you haven't got makeup on or if if you if you look great or not. They'll be interested in what you're saying about the location. So create a YouTube channel, start making a few very short videos, put them up on your YouTube channel, and then start driving traffic to your channel from your other social media outlets. And then just make sure that you do a bumper for your videos that has your website address on it. By bumper, I mean what we know what's on the front, it's like an intro and an outro. And just make sure that you have that information on it. Go to fiverr.com. I'm going to be talking about fiverr.com in a minute, but go to fiverr.com if you have no idea on how to do a, um, a an intro outro for your YouTube channel. And there'll be somebody there who can do that for you. Here's another thing to do. List 10 topics your audience would love you to talk about on video. Now, you can do the shortest video. You can do 30 seconds. You can do two. I, I would say don't go much over two minutes. But you could do a ton of videos. An intro, the other, I think an intro to you video is a good one to start with. You know, do it at your property. Sit in the kitchen. Just talk to your potential guests about what makes the place great and how you plan on welcoming them. It makes you real. What I would say to do, don't do the, a video walk around of your property. That's, that's not the best idea. Um, if you're going to have a video of your property, get it professionally done. Don't, um, you know, the, the, the walk around with the iPhone. Yeah, just don't do it. Um, do a how-to video. You can do, I, I mentioned getting in and out of a kayak. That's a really, really good one if you've got, if you're offering kayaks with your property. You know, how to play bocce ball. That, that would be a great one if you can get your kids involved with that and just show people how to do something. How to... I, when I'm at Gulf Shores, walking along the shoreline, I'm always seeing these, these, these great um, poles in the ground and people fishing from the shore, and I, I don't know how to do it. I, I think I might like to try, but I haven't got a clue what to do, what sort of bait to use. And I think that would be a fantastic one if, you're, if you've got a property um, along the Gulf there. Let me see your video on you know. How you set that up and what, what sort of thing you're going to catch and then what you do when you've caught it. Um, stand out in the snow and tell them how great the place is in winter. Um, talk about your, your best tips to enjoy your location. There's just a few ideas on how to create a couple of videos. Um, that's something I've, I'm going to be doing big time in 2018. Lots and lots of video. And I'm going to be very accountable. You know, ask me about it. Ask me about it on the Facebook, uh, on our Facebook group. Um, email me and just say, okay, Heather, where's your videos? Because I'm going to get these done and put them out there. Right, next, network like crazy. In my keynote presentation at VRSS this, this May, I talked about collaboration, how amazing it was to network and work with others in this business. In fact, I, I called everybody nerds 
and uh, and said we were all geeking out. And I meant it in the nicest possible way because, you know, the, the definition of a nerd is really a, some, somebody that is focused on one topic and they love to get together with other people and talk about that topic. So I guess we are nerds. Uh, yes, I mean, you can nerd it out on Facebook all you want. And, and I see people on the Facebook groups, you know, they're really getting into this stuff. But, you know, face-to-face is so much better. And it's what a lot of people say that they enjoyed so much about VRSS was the, the networking. And the just the joy of being able to sit and talk to people nonstop about this wonderful business. And it, it's, you know, I, 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 you can't beat it, really. Um, particularly if you know if if you're not in an in an area where you get together with with other owners, and quite quite ob- honestly, I don't think we do very much. I went up to um, a meeting with a number of other property managers the other day, so there were seven of us, seven property managers, and we're talking about collaborating and building a an association, and it was fantastic. You know, these are people that I always used to consider my competitors. And and now I'm sitting around a table. We're all sharing similar experiences. We are um, we're, we're we're sharing tips. We're we're talking about um, resources that we use and resources that we have in common. And I came away from that meeting just completely rejuvenated and and so much motivation to to get busy in in my business again, because I'd been out talking about it. And it always is good. Um, There's so many opportunities to get out there and network next year. So, you know, you should plan on attending at least one event. I mean, the cost of attendance is a business expense, so you can write it off. And the ROA can be evaluated in the terms of the growth of your business after the event. If you apply what you've learned and it makes your business better and you're booking more nights or you're able to raise your rates, then you cover the cost of attendance at an event very, very quickly. So I hope we'll see you at um, the Vacation Rental Success Summit. You might also, if you're a property manager, be going to a VRMA event um, you may have heard of VRM Intel. That's Amy Highnotes uh, events. She's running a number of events uh, next year, one of which will be a ladies event in New Orleans in November, which I'm hoping to get to as well. And, oh, then there's, um, uh, there's the Vacation Rental World Summit, which will be held somewhere in Europe in, uh, in September. Whether I get to that one or not, I'm not sure. Um, I still haven't planned out my September schedule yet, but that would be quite nice because usually Antonio holds it somewhere really, really nice. Next, what I'm going to do next year is more email marketing. And I'm going to do, I've done it in the past, but I'm going to do it better. You know, I've listened to Jason Beaton enough to know that we should be doing more email marketing. I've done a couple of, um, of, episodes with Jason in the past few weeks. We talked about building an email list and then we talked about creating uh, lead magnets. The next one we're going to talk about is automation. And and this is, 
it's a big project and it's complicated, but you need to do it because you cannot afford to miss anybody. Anybody that's inquired about your property, you can't afford to let that person go. Um, Every person that comes to your property, I do hope you're already remarketing to them. But if, if you're not, if they've come to you from Airbnb or from HomeAway or from Booking.com or another OTA and you want to capture that person as a direct booker the next time round and you also want them to share your information with all their friends and their colleagues and their relatives and anybody else in their social network, then you need to be marketing, remarketing to them. Um, I've got a link on the show notes to a brilliant article on the Logify blog, which is about vacation rental email marketing on MailChimp. Now, uh, a lot of smaller operators, smaller owner operators will start out by using MailChimp because it's, it's a it's become more and more sophisticated. It's still free. And I think it's a great one to cut your teeth on. So go on over to that article on Logify. And, um, and just incidentally, the Logify.com blog is one of the best in the business. Um, Jess Ashworth, who writes the, uh, the blog, is incredibly knowledgeable and brings a huge lot of effort into creating some great blog posts. So well done, Jess. You're doing a fantastic job. Um, so check out the Logify.com blog, um, particularly that one on email marketing using MailChimp. So next is something I've been doing for the past um, couple of months and we'll move on to spending a lot more time on in January is learning more about my site visitors. And that means getting to grips with Google Analytics. Um, so if you haven't started using Google Analytics yet, you need to get it into your site so that you can start learning what your traffic is doing. You know, how long are they sticking around on your site? What content pages are the most popular for them to be on? You know, Google Analytics is a phenomenal tool. It can track just about everything on your website. It can find out which pages are being visited the most, how your content is really doing. So you can track your visitor path right across your website, see how effective your Facebook campaigns are, any other email marketing campaigns that you're doing. You can track how well that is working with your Google Analytics account. And again, it's free. So if you're not using Google Analytics, take some time to learn it. And it will help you understand the, you know, your visitors' behavior. I'll, I'll keep you posted on that because I've been doing an online course uh, over the past couple of months and just going fairly slowly over it because it's, it's, it's taking me a little bit of time to, to grapple with some of the terms. My big goal for 2018 is to learn more about Google Analytics and SEO. So uh, I will report back on how that is going, but I'd really like to hear how you are using it as well. So finally, my final task for 2018 is outsourcing. 
You know, last week I wanted a new Twitter and a Facebook cover. And, you know, I could have done it very easily myself, but it would have taken a little bit of time, which I didn't have. I could use it much more effectively elsewhere. I went on to Fiverr.com. I spent $18 and 24 hours later, I had a Facebook and a Twitter cover for my property management accounts. Oh, and a YouTube cover as well. And that $18 included a tip. So it was actually started at $12 for, for the three. And then there was a six, I, I gave a $6 tip as, as, as well. I'm always amazed at what I get out of Fiverr.com. If you haven't tried it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's worthwhile just making up something you want done and, and just getting it uh, and, just, and just having a, having a try out of, of what it actually does. It's absolutely great. You know, another job that I sent to Fiverr recently, it was a checklist that we used to send to our owners of um, sort of an inventory checklist. They would get it on their computers, print it off, use pen to tick off the boxes, scan it, send it back. So I just went to Fiverr. I said, can you make this into a fillable PDF? So they just have to tick the boxes online. 24 hours later, there it was. My owners absolutely love this. They don't have to print anything. They don't have to scan anything. They don't have to pick up a pen. They're happy people. And for the small amount I spent, that was fantastic. So Fiverr.com is great for the small jobs. And then there's Upwork.com. Is it Upwork.com? Um, I'll check it out and put it on the show notes. For, for bigger jobs and for taking on longer-term staff. So, you know, if you want... I'm not sure about getting somebody from Upwork to build you a website, but I have used Upwork before for a WordPress website to um, to configure some somebody on Upwork to configure some plugins for me that I wasn't quite sure of. I think if you're if you're going to build a website, it's worthwhile really knowing the person who's going to be doing that for you. But if you then want small jobs done on WordPress to, um, to, to help you out, then Upwork is a great one. If you actually want to hire somebody, hire a virtual assistant, then I cannot recommend anybody more than Virtual Staff Finder. We, we have a, a, a virtual assistant called Hannah um, who works in the Philippines, and she's been full-time with our company for nearly two years now. In fact, maybe nearly three years now. And Hannah is an amazing employee. She picks things up so quickly. She barely needs to be told what to do and, and it's, it's done. And we got Hannah via Virtual Staff Finder. And what you do with them, it, it, you know, this is perhaps more for property managers who are, who are looking to spend a little bit more. They want to hire somebody full time. Virtual Staff Finder charged $495, I believe it is. And they will source and conduct psychometric testing and select three candidates for you based on the uh, skills that and the criteria that you provide to them. And we went through this to find Hannah, and, and it was perfect. We, we, I interviewed three people on Skype. Really, Hannah shone through, so... I just went back and did a second interview with her and that was it. So 
I'll put a link to Virtual Star Finder as well, and I'd be happy to talk to anybody about that uh, about that process. But that was definitely worth the um, the four hundred ninety five dollars. After all, you're thinking about outsourcing. You're a vacation rental professional. You know what you're best at. So don't spend time on the things that eat up your time. Like like I have done in the past. You know, I've I've tried to learn about configuring WordPress, WordPress plugins and quite happy to send that job out to outsource that job and certainly others you know I creating a, an excel spreadsheet for something I'm creating some cash flows recently and I wanted an excel spreadsheet created so I got somebody to do that for me but for the insignificant cost of that and the time it saved for me it was just invaluable so that, uh, those are my seven tasks, seven activities for 2018. I'm going to create more content. I'm going to just do more on Twitter. I'm just going to really keep working at my Twitter account with a goal of getting in touch with more journalists. I'm going to be making video. I really am. I think I've said this the last two years, but I really, really am this coming year. I'm going to network like crazy this year, next year, in 2018. Um, I love, love, love meeting people, um, staying in touch with them. I know people now from all over the world and you guys are all amazing. Um, you know who you are. You're just amazing people. Some of you are coming from a long way, Diane Denton. <laughs> you are coming from Australia to VRSS and I can't wait to meet you face to face. So, you know, that that's that's part of it. Been talking to these people online for so long and I can't wait to get together and do some face to face um have some face to face conversation. Um I'm going to do more e email marketing and really get to grips. So, I mean, we use active campaign, so I'm that that's part of my plan is to get to grips with active campaign and to really learn how it works effectively. Um, I'm going to complete my Google Analytics course and learn a lot more about my site visitors and probably going to continue outsourcing the little stuff and maybe some big stuff. I don't know. Um, we have a full complement of staff here now, so probably don't need to outsource much in the way of my administration tasks or or some of the other big stuff, but I'm really going to be using Fiverr a lot more in 2018 because there's some really talented people out there that can do some really amazing things. So I'm going to tap, be tapping into that. Okay, there we are. I've got lots to do. Hope you have. Um, next week, I'm going to be with my son, Mike. We are going to be reviewing 2017 and we are going to be talking about VRSS 2018. We're going to be talking about our speakers, our sponsors, and all the things that we're going to be doing between January and May to, uh, to really get a lot more people excited about coming to San Antonio because, uh, that's going to be the highlight of my year for sure. Um, meeting any of you is going to be pretty much of a highlight too. And, uh, I will be looking forward to that. In the meantime, I'd love to hear what you're planning for 2018. What are you going to do? 
what is is there something that um that I haven't mentioned here that perhaps I should be doing because you know I have been known to miss out on big chunks of stuff so uh, so let me know write it in the comments on the show notes or you can email me at heather at cottageblogger.com and uh, and let me know uh, as ever all the links that I've mentioned in this episode I'm going to be putting on the show notes so you can go check out that Huffington Post article for sure the article from Logify I'll be putting links to um, my Google Analytics course that I'm doing because it's really really good and to Fiverr and Upwork and anything else I've mentioned so it's been an absolute delight being with you and I'll look forward to chatting to you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.